hello and welcome to It's All About Me with Sammy Lee. So today is my birthday. Yes, you guys, it's my birthday. I am 27 today. Um, and I thought I haven't recorded for a while, so why not hop on here? So as you guys, or maybe I should say some of you guys, saw, um, I am going to teach you today on the podcast how to saute your own dandelion leaves and savage for them. So, as you know, I love learning about herbs and the properties of them, um, the medicinal benefits of them, um, how, to, how I can eat them, which ones are edible, which ones um, are good for medical purposes. So today I'm going to talk about dandelion leaves and clovers. So I'm anemic, and if you need to get more greens in your diet or if you're looking to get more greens in your diet... Um, or looking for a higher source of protein and iron, this is a definitely good recipe for you. So, first of all, go outside. Go on a nature walk. Go look at the trees. Go look at the birds. Go look at the sky. And just scout out any clovers or dandelions that just catch your eye. And mostly look for the leaves. So you want to gather the leaves and you want to gather the clovers around them. And please, if you don't know what you're doing, do some research first um, for your own safety. Make sure you're not eating anything you're not supposed to. So after you gather, like gather a whole bunch, gather a whole like plastic bag full if you can. And what I do, this is my recipe. I'm sure you can find multiple recipes online. What I like to do is I like to gather all of the um, clovers and the dandelion leaves. And I like to put them all together and I like to boil them first of all to wash them off and get rid of all the nasty stuff. So definitely boil them to wash them. Then saute them. And I like to saute them in olive oil, garlic powder, onion powder, salt, and pepper. And I just saute them like I would with spinach and I eat them just like that. And let me tell you guys, it is a definitely good source of iron and protein. Um, and it definitely, like I said, you never know like what herbs are growing in your own garden and what wheat are actually edible and healthy and good for you. So I've been learning more about that and I will definitely come back and share them more with you guys. The next thing I wanted to talk about was criticism. And I'm just going to be quick on this. This is just something that I wanted to get out there. So I'm not talking about, first of all, I'm not talking about like, oh, you're a jerk. You're a bitch. You're stupid. You're dumb. I'm not talking about that stuff. What I'm talking about is, you know, that one hater online or maybe that one person that isn't really your friend, but maybe an acquaintance of someone and they come up to you and they're just like, you know, I don't think you should really be doing this. You don't look good doing this. You should really do this. Or maybe you shouldn't approach yourself this way. You're kind of looking like this when you approach yourself like that. You know what I'm talking about, those kind of people. And and we usually get mad. Like, let's be honest, you guys. We jump to our gun and we're like, what do you mean? I'm not like that. Ba da ba da ba ba. But what if we just took their criticism, right? And and just hear me out before you say, Oh my god, Sam, don't even start. Hear me out. What if we took what they said into consideration and just thought for a minute, hmm, what if I did represent myself like that? What if I am coming off too pushy or too stubborn or too selfish? What if I can take their criticism and make me a better person to grow and to learn from? So I just want you guys to think about that for a minute. Sometimes all criticism and feedback isn't bad. We just, our brain is taught 
to immediately jump to the gun and think that. But in reality, some of the criticism we can actually use to help us learn and grow. And the next cool thing I wanted to mention was the protection for your home decker. So um, if some of you who know me have been to my house, sometimes you'll see a witchy broom hanging on my door. So, and upside down. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about that and how you can make your own. Um, The witch's broom is a symbol of protection and protection of your home. Um, warding off negative energy, negative people, uh, providing peace and harmony to your home. So I'm going to tell you guys how to make your own little witch's broom decker to hang on your wall or your front door. So first of all, go find a piece of wood. Now it can be as big as you want. It could be as small as a stick. It could be as big as a hiking stick. Um, you can really decide your own size of your broom. Um, Elderwood, dogwood, pine, those are some types of wood that bring protection, prosperity, and wealth to your home. Um, However, any type of wood or stick is fine. Next, we want to talk about the bristles. So, um, straw, hay, twigs. um, Some people like to dry up lavender and use that. Anything that you can use as bristles and then you tie them to the stick that of your choosing. So you can tie it with the green ribbon, which represents wealth and money. You can um, tie it with a pink or red ribbon, which is love, self-care. Um, if you just wanna protect your home, usually white is healing. That is a good ribbon color to um, tie it. But again, any color string is fine. This is all about you and what you choose to protect your home with. Another cool tip is um, if you want to keep strangers and negative energy away and just people away from your home or if someone's in your home and you really don't want to be rude and be like, hey, yeah, you need to go. Time's up. Like, get out of my house. (laughs) You actually, this is a cool tip. So just get your broom and turn it upside down with the bristles up behind your front door. And I promise you, I kid you not, just think about them leaving and in 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops, I'll tell you, you know what? It's time to go. And you you literally just watch them leave. It is the craziest thing. So um, definitely try that trick and let me know what you think about that. Um, uh, COVID hit us hard, you guys. Um, it hit a lot of us in different ways. Some of us harder than others. A lot of people have lost loved ones due to COVID. Um... I'm not going to get into that, but I will mention a recent death in my family um, for 2021. So my aunt Katie, she was my great aunt. She was almost 90 years old. God bless her. She um, was a straight Italian lady, very strict to her cores and values and beliefs and traditions. So she did two things um, representing and she was really big in the community and I just wanted to shout her out. The first thing she did was she owned the Mother of Grace Club. So the Mother of Grace Club um, is located in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And pretty much it's a weekend where she would raffle off um, items and prizes to raise money for the club. And it was an Italian tradition. The cops would literally block off the whole street. um, And they would have like an Italian band playing music. Um, and they would have a rosary. So every day, all the Italian ladies um, would come and sit for prayer. And this was more of a religious service. Um, but they would sit for prayer and they would do the rosary. They would say the rosary every day. 
up until the last day and they would throw like a kind of festival and have a parade and um the whole city of gloucester participated they had a huge statue of the blessed mother that they would walk down and people would tape dollar bills to her in honor of her and they would hand out roses to people in the parade and throw out candy for the kids and it was just an all-around italian festival and she created that she owned that at 80 something years old she created she was her own entrepreneur whether she realized it or not she went for a dream and she followed it and she stuck with it and she created something huge um she was very like i said italian tradition she was the aunt that i wouldn't you know i would go over her house and then went she would have a lot of food and you would never leave that lady's house not hungry i mean even if you weren't hungry she would make you eat because that was this the italian inner she would have appetizers out oh you're hungry honey she put chips cheez it's cheetos then she'd put out pasta and salami and crackers and pepperoni and cheeses and oh my god it was just she was she was just always looking out for people always feeding people um she was a really good person and the second big thing that she done for the community was called saint joseph's and saint joseph's um she opened her house and she created a huge oh what you call it like when people create a, a memoir but like a lot of statues and a lot of lights and a lot of um you know what I'm talking about. So she created something like that in her house where people could come in her house and tour. She would collect lemons and oranges and bread and she would have a priest come in and bless these items. And she would make her homemade pasta. And I mean by hand, like with dough in a pasta maker, like rolling it on a huge sheet on a bed and literally making pasta by hand and then feeding it to everybody and a priest would come in and bless this food and again they would do like a little prayer and she would have anybody come in her house and she would just hand bags of lemon and oranges and bread to all these people on the streets and that's another big thing of the community that she was a part of um unfortunately she passed away um a few months ago um she had an infection in her toe which unfortunately she was too old to operate on for surgery so she passed away in hospice in beverly massachusetts or danvers massachusetts now i think it's located at um a few months ago so r.i.p auntie katie and i know you're watching over me so the year is up it is 2022 and we have three of our guests top speakers of the year so last year we announced our three top speakers this year we are announcing our new three guest speakers so please give a round of applause to johnny gerasimo as our first guest speaker he has been on here multiple times as a sponsor and a guest and he is just an absolute amazing artist next up i want to please give a nice shout out for bl forky BL4K, you are an amazing artist, and I don't want you to forget that. Please give a round of applause to our second artist. And our third top guest speaker of the month is Mike The Truth. He was on here, and he was sharing a lot of positivity um, as an artist and sharing a lot of um, useful information for upcoming artists who want to get into this career. So shout out to Mike The Truth. Um, other than that, um, if you guys have any topics, anything you guys want me to talk about, any questions, you can um, message me on Instagram or you can um, just let me know on the podcast. Leave a rate, review, 
um, star it up if you haven't started up or left a review on my podcast. That always, always helps and it helps the podcast algorithm so more and more people can see and download my podcast and get help for information for them as well. So let me know if you guys want me to talk about anything specific. Uh, we have two questions here before we wrap it up. So I'm just going to answer these two questions from a couple of listeners. And um, that will be the end of this. And remember, guys, check the show notes out um, in the description of this podcast. It will have all the links and information you need to reach out to me. So the first question we have from a listener named Rebecca M. I will leave out the location and city for uh, safety purposes. She said, who raised you growing up? So um, my mom and my dad first raised me at first and um, my dad ended up cheating on my mother with multiple women. So they actually got divorced when I was three years old. However, they both got remarried. So my mother and my stepfather raised me. My father lost custody completely. And I kind of um, just still went to his house on the weekends to visit. But after I got older, like as in teenage years, I stopped talking to him. And we just grew apart in our adult years. But my mother and my stepfather raised me for the most part. And it was definitely a hard upbringing um, and a very difficult situation to go through at such a young age. All right. The next question is from Jacob F. And he said, can you tell me more about where you grew up? So I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, I was I was born in Beverly, Massachusetts, um, which if some of you maybe know who aren't from there, if you heard of Salem, Massachusetts, which city, the Salem Witch Trials. So I lived in a city right next to there, right over a town from that. Um, but most of my family grew up in Gloucester, Massachusetts, which is like a little island surrounded by beaches. Um, It's a very beautiful scenery and a very beautiful place. It is very expensive, just like California or New York, or really nowadays, I should say, anywhere. But it's definitely more on the expensive side. Um, If you guys know Mark Wahlberg, definitely that's just like the people there. I could definitely do a good impression if you wanted me to, but I will save that for another episode. And again, I want to thank you all for all the birthday wishes and all the birthday surprises and donations that I have gotten. Again, check the show notes for more ways you can donate, support, or sponsor this podcast or be a guest speaker. I love you guys so much, and that is all for tonight. Thank you all again for tuning in to It's All About Me. I'm your host, Sammy Lee.